Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, I've got a Cardinal player with me, man. I'm fired up. Trevor Rosenthal, what's going on, my man? That's right. Baseball is in full swing. What's up, Brett? Thanks for inviting me to come on the show. Absolutely. Like the old hat launch there. You got that on your shirt. Uh, you got a buddy there. I got a, a new uh, relationship from back in the day. So I got some hats. You got some hat stuff getting made. They're good stuff. We're not being paid to say that, but we'll give them a little plug here. Definitely. It's a so, good plug. St. Louis boys through and through. Got to support local. That's right, man. That's right. So, well, you are Trevor Rosenthal. You are a uh, 2015 Major League Baseball All-Star, single saves leader for the Cardinals. Uh, and what was that, 2015 as well for 48? Beat my boy Izzy there, didn't yeah. you? You had to beat Izzy. What, what, didn't, isn't that who you beat was Jason? Yeah, scratched him out by just a couple and Lee Smith as well. Nice. Nice. Two big names for the Cardinals. And then, uh, so yeah, so single saves leader that year. And then two, 2015, you were the third youngest pitcher with 40-plus saves in back-to-back seasons, man. That was uh, it was awesome. So fun to watch you. But before we dive into it, being from Lee's Summit, Missouri, i got to ask you, were you a Cardinal fan or a Royals fan? I'd say a little bit of both. There was some great players on both teams, certainly Pujols or St. Louis and – uh, pretty cool story, actually getting able to being able to watch uh, Carlos Beltran and also Zach Greinke growing up oh, yeah. in the St. Louis area. Beltran was a teammate, and that 2015 year, Greinke was an All Star Game teammate of mine. So, uh, pretty surreal experience to have. And now at 33 years old, I have the young bucks coming up to me telling me these same stories, and I realize, man, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that to. Carlos Beltran, would be <laughs> if I didn't make right. feel too young. Yeah, yeah. I used to grow up watching you play. So, um, if you can tell us what's made you the man you are today, man, you don't just you know grow up and then become a major league baseball player. There's a lot there, and would love to dive into that and start the conversation there. Oh yeah, that's a big question. Definitely has, uh, you know, could dive in deep, but I think uh, you know, it's fortunate to have great parents first and foremost. Uh, I was born in. Kearney, Nebraska. Uh, my parents owned, my dad owned uh, a restaurant with a business partner in Kearney and watched him work hard and operate that uh, as a young child from age one to six. And then at six years old, my dad was about actually my age now and he decided to go back to law school. Um, so wow. we moved to, into the Kansas City, Lee Summit, Missouri area. He went back, became an attorney and um, I think a combination of those two things, one being exposed to the farm life, the constant work ethic that that requires, and then seeing my dad put himself uh, through a, a rigorous course and coursework with, with education and to change career paths uh, really just rubbed off on me, I think, more than anything. And uh, grew up as a, a normal kid playing sports and eventually had the opportunity to become a professional baseball player. And, being able to apply that discipline and work ethic that I was that was demonstrated for me as a kid, apply that to the opportunity I had in the game, um, was very was very good and it paid huge dividends and very yeah. thankful for that. Yeah, I think it's I'm always fascinated, man, by guys like you didn't grow up. I mean, you probably pitched and all that stuff right growing up, but you I know you went to play junior college baseball, I believe, right, and you were a shortstop, and and so. Like, how does that conversation go? It's like, hey, you're no longer going to be a shortstop, man. You're moving to a pitcher. Conversation is a tough one, as most pitchers will tell you. 
no one wants to be just a pitcher only. That's right. It's fun to go up to the plate. It's fun to hit home runs. I mean, chick stick a long ball, right? Right, exactly. But at a certain point, you can't hit 95 or you're swinging at the breaking ball in the dirt over and over yeah. again. You might have to take advantage of the powerful right arm. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I know it wasn't Jason Mott. Wasn't he a catcher, I think, first? I mean, there's tons of stories. Thank you, all these guys. It's uh just amazing to me from to get to the level that you guys get to and it wasn't your main position it just shows you how athletic you are and 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 again in the mindset which we'll talk about so um so let's let's talk about that so when you when you're pitching what what's what's trevor rosenthal's mindset on the mound yeah that's a that's a it's a it's an evolving i think at the end of the day to sum it all up when you get on the mound when you get into competition uh, you have to have, have some have pretty, pretty clear, clear and concise, concise thoughts, thoughts and, and it starts, it starts with confidence. With confidence. And, uh, without, without confidence, it's going to be hard to compete or win at any level, level, especially against the competition, the competition who's the best in the best world at what they're doing. They're doing. Um, um, my, my confidence a lot of times comes from preparation that has put me in that situation. And then also a mindset of I'm not in it alone. We're lucky, fortunate enough to be in a team sport and have bunch of guys behind me that are are supporting me and really trying to give their best just as I am to uh, have success on that field so those two things being confident in myself and being confident in the team that that's behind me uh, are, are really the clear thoughts and then from there you know we could go down the list that that goes into the preparation of, of scouting and uh, workout, workouts, and sleep, diet, um, all, yeah. all the contributors that go into that preparation. Yeah, and, and I think what I like now, it seems more than ever, I don't know if it's social media or what it is, but you're finding more and more people focusing on sleep and hydration and you know, all the things that are so important. Again, whether that's business or baseball, it is a focus of yours. And, I'm, and it's one of the things I wrote down today is the off-season – kind of prep versus the in-season prep, what was that like? Did that differ for you much? Was it the same? What was that like? It is a lot different. I think it goes to different stages almost where in the off-season there's there's a buildup. Uh, we're trying to really just prepare our body as much as possible. We use that spring training phase to continue to build the body, but then also adjusting the mind uh, to the – the season ahead, the challenges that are going to be ahead. And then throughout the season, it's a game of adjustments. It's a game of recognizing the competition, getting the feedback from your results and constantly uh, adjusting to achieve the goals that you have. And the ultimate goal is winning. Amen to that. Um, taking some notes here, writing something down I thought of. So, uh, so talk about that. So let's say it's game day today. Um, you know, the difference between being a starting pitcher and a um, relief pitcher is, you know, you assume, hopefully, especially the roles you were playing, you're probably going to pitch, if not every day, you know, you'll get a day off here and there, but you got to go with the mindset every day that you're going in, right? So, so what was that like? You know, it's, it's 110 on a, on a Thursday afternoon here and the game's not till 710, let's call it. What's going on right now for Trevor? Ooh, 110. Uh, right now we have completed the night before usually uh and end the night with a little recap of how my day went performance wise maybe make some notes on things that i would like to change or repeat for the following day so i had a good night's sleep 
breakfast, a good meal. Um, are you losing me? Did we cut out? Am I good? No, I got you. I got you. Sorry, there's a little delay, but we're good. I got you. Okay. Okay. Little delay. Okay. So right, right about one o'clock, we're headed down to the ballpark. Usually, I'm using that time to be on the phone during the drive with uh, family, friends, kind of taking advantage of that time to catch up and build or maintain some relationships. And then, once we get to the park, it's uh, more or less kind of phone in the locker, phone off, and we start the build up for the game. And both the things with the physically, physically, the body and the mind. I think that's the difference, the biggest difference of being a professional athlete versus a business leader or a normal workforce is you have to prepare two things. We're preparing the body and the mind. And a lot of the time, the, the, how the body feels can affect how the mind feels. And that's an interesting game that you learn to play. But um, I've learned over the years, the mind is, is very powerful. And so a lot of uh, what, what I've done and what I've learned is to do everything possible to keep that positive mindset and build that momentum. And, and from the time I walk in the door and until seven o'clock when the first pitch comes, it's trying to create as much positive momentum as possible. And, and bring that into that game. And um, lucky enough to have great teammates that, that help with that as well. Yeah. Well, I think it's too, what's different is if I come in and have a bad day at work today, they're not going to write an article about it. It's not going to be all over social media, right? But you give up the old, the old two strike, you know, two out home run, man. Everybody's going to be talking about it. And what the hell, you know, how's he do this? You know, all this stuff, right? And, and yeah. how much of that do you control that in your mind? Do you think much about it? How do you get through that? Yeah, it's the good and the bad about playing every single day or being a relief pitcher and having to be available every day. Is um, it's it's great because you can turn the page and you get a new opportunity, um, but yeah. it's also bad because uh, things can start to snowball pretty quickly and you're not able to turn the page and and you're carrying day to day out with you what happened the night before or what that reporter said. Um, it can really get in the way of or be roadblocks of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one time mentioned his name again here, Isringhausen. He, he said, you got to have a short term memory. You know, you got to be able to turn the page quickly. And so you can't think about that thing, not, not to keep bringing up home runs, but you can't think about the home run last night because that was last night. Now it's Thursday night. I got to go dominate and, and become this guy in the mound. You agree with that? I agree. And, and that's, where the routine, where the preparation is so important. And if you're able to create enough of that momentum or enough of the routine or enough X, Y, and Z habits that you're focused on completing, a lot of times we hear people talk about falling in love with the process, um, which I think goes right, to, right down to what you're doing to prepare and all those steps that you're taking. And the, the goal is, is I want to clear mind and I want a body that's ready to perform. And if we back up to that one o'clock arrival time, take all the, we have our time filled all the way up until game time. There's not, you're not leaving a lot of room for those negative thoughts. And I think that's really important um, for anybody. And, and certainly negative emotions, we're going to weigh you down. And, and that's when you get that feeling of being stuck or you can't have that, you know, you're going backwards. You've never really been able to stay in one spot. You're either going forward or you're going backward. And when you understand that or you operate in a place where you have that belief, um, 
it's much more beneficial to keep rolling forward than keep going back. Yeah. yeah. So do you, what was the goal planning process like for you? Did you, I mean, like take 2015, for example, all-star 48 saves for the year, single season record for the Cardinals. Like, do you sit down before the season and say, I want to have X amount of saves? Or is it more of, again, you talk about passion for the process. Is it more of that? And then the results just happen. What was it like? Yeah, for you? that's. I've done both. I've, I was fortunate um, early on in my career for whatever reason, was into journaling, was into goal setting and, and just taking, actually recording them and writing them down and having specific goals and, and then reverse engineering on how to get there. And I've yeah. done um, both ways where I've written down statistics that I would like to achieve. Uh, but I found more than anything, the, the goals that helped me to get where I wanted to go were, um, we're based on more things that I can control. Uh, a big a big one, I would say number one most of the time was just being a, a great teammate. Um, and for whatever reason, it, it, it translated into taking pressure off of myself where when I showed up every day, it was I was focused more on the energy and, and the things that I could do to help the guy sitting next to me or the things that I could learn from a veteran player that he was sharing with me. and. That was a big part of building my confidence and building, um, I guess, the opportunities to be successful. And then from there, it was, you know, talking about work ethic. And um, I understood that if I really showed up every single day and didn't focus on the the feedback or, I guess, more the results that I was getting, positive or negative, if I showed up every day and just truly worked diligently, uh, worked hard at what I was doing, I could trust whether or not I was successful or not, that I, I really just gave all that I had. And, and those were the two things that I decided I was willing to go to the grave on. And I could look myself in the mirror at the end of my career, at the end of the season, and understand that I at least did those two things and I'm going to be able to sleep well tonight. Yeah, that's a big deal. Put in the effort, man. The effort matters. What When you think about... Um, you know, those habits and rituals, and let's even talk more now today. What are the things that are no miss items? You know, if I followed you around with the camera, what am I going to see day in and day out that Trevor Rosenthal's doing then and now? So I'm sure some of them are still the same. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, so many things I'm big on, big on nutrition. I think nutrition is important. I don't know if that, I'm not going to say, I'm not listening to these in any type of order, just what's coming to my mind, but yeah. you're going to, you're going to see a guy who, who takes care of himself, um, eating well and sleeping well, prioritizing, um, my physical health is going to be something that you're, you're going to see. I think going back to being a good teammate is being respectful, treating people the way I would want to be treated. Um, bringing positivity into every situation, no matter what it is. Um, and then from there, I think continuing to learn, being a student of life, of the game, of all things that I'm involved in, and especially a profession or a career. Is, uh, I, I've always wanted to keep a mindset that I'm new and I'm, I'm still learning and I have a lot to learn and a long ways to go. So I, I've been active in continuing to read books or seek out information from individuals who have been, been gone down the road before me. Right. Yeah, I love that. So who would you say some of your mentors are now and, you know, in the past, you know, but even before professional sports, were there mentors during, right now, 
you know, in the future, like who do you see there? Do you go to for advice now? Yeah, I've been so lucky to have so many great mentors growing up. There were multiple uh, former professional players, athletes that had bred some of that discipline into, uh, into my everyday training that I was able to build upon. Um, and then, man, being in, a, in an organization like the St. Louis Cardinals, there's, you're just surrounded by just high character individuals, but then you're talking about Jason Isringhausen and these guys who are wearing the red jackets, they do such a good job of keeping them in the organization, keeping them involved. And those guys just want to give back and they, they want to be a source. And, and so I'm so thankful for all of them, all of those guys pouring into me. Um, but one guy that has really stood out more than anybody was uh, Matt Holiday. Matt was a teammate of mine for the majority of my time in St. Louis. Um, him and his wife, Leslie, are amazing people. And he, for whatever reason, uh, took went out of his way to take me under his wing and kind of put his arm around me from day one and make sure that at the very minimum, he was shining a light on the path for me to, to follow. And it was up to me to follow or listen, but... Uh, yeah, Matt's had an incredible career and, and a tremendous impact on and off the field. And, um, so I'm fortunate that, that there were guys like that, Matt, and the Cardinals organization, leather jacket wears, even all the way down to uh, managers that I had in the minor leagues that will never really know their names. Those guys really had a strong impact on myself and a lot of my teammates. Yeah. Let's, let's dig more into that holiday relationship. I mean, we talk about this at work. It's values alignment, right? I mean, I think you guys probably, my experience is, you know, you've always got a smile on your face. He's, he's an uplifting guy. I've been around him a couple of times and he seems, you know, to be very positive and thinking big and doing the things that you want to do. You get your Christian values together, right? So, I mean, I think the values alignment is what's sticky. Would you agree with that? I would. Um, and it's interesting because we come from very different backgrounds, but we do, we did bond over a lot of things. And I think aside from our faith and, and just walking in a little bit different way than um, you might expect from uh, a superstar or a top prospect, um, walking with a little bit more humbleness and a desire to serve more than you receive. Uh, I, think I think we really bonded, bonded over, over work ethic and discipline. discipline and, and I think he I saw, think that, he in, saw in that in me at an early age. And I certainly, I certainly saw, that saw that in his, his brawny forearms uh, when I first I met him. <laughs> Could break you in half. <laughs> oh, he would. He, it was impressive. I was lucky. We, we actually were able to train together in the off seasons in St. Louis for multiple years. And uh, man, what a what a great athlete and specimen of a monster he he is. That I I, I had a I had a hard time keeping up, but I'm trying to find other ways that I could maybe edge him out. That's right. How cool is that for his son, man, to be the number one pick in the Major League Baseball draft? That's just phenomenal. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. We, um, like I said, Matt's been a huge influence, and we actually have the same uh, baseball agent, and we were talking about. Matt's uh, involvement in my career and other players' career and how, how much he's helped out. And, and really what I was thinking is, is, you know, Matt, if you listen at the minimum, you just listen to Matt and does what he tells you, you're going to be all right. You're going to, whatever, whatever, you, whatever happens, you're going to be okay. He's not going to run you astray. And, 
Um, I think a testament to that is nothing better than your own son. Um, as a dad, you have a, a tremendous amount of influence over your children and to see the success that uh, Jackson is having now, I think is a testament to how great of a, a leader Matt Holliday is. So you think we'll see him in the big leagues soon, huh? I, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough industry, but he seems to be taking it in stride at a young age. Yeah. So it seems like it's just a matter of time at this point, but it'd be exciting. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I told Matt, I'm like, let me know when you, when you get that call, cause I want to be there. Jump on the first plane and be there. So let's oh, yeah. talk about some of your uh, your best moments in baseball, man. That's um, you know obviously you've been around some big games. You were a stud in the uh, 2013 World Series as well. So like, is that the pinnacle? Like, what what was some of the best moments you've had in your baseball career? It's so hard. <laughs> um, they're all so amazing. Another question that I've, I've played, I think, on eight or nine teams now, eight or nine different organizations. And, uh, a common question is, you know, what's your favorite stadium? What's your favorite team, your favorite moment? And when you're in the major leagues, I mean, that's just such a dream come true. They're all amazing from your debut to getting the first call to making a World Series appearance, an all-star game appearance. Uh, really every day that you get to show up and walk in that locker room is is pretty thrilling and hard not hard to appreciate. Not to appreciate. So, it's, so it's, it's very difficult for me to pick one out. And um, I think I, as I just continue to reflect and, and also, you know, just continuing to work and move forward and, and seeing what future opportunities look like for me in my career, um, just appreciative of, of, of just that, of the opportunities. And, and it's such a, such a thrilling highlight, even to be having a conversation like this today and reflecting on so many amazing moments um, that I've been able to be a part of. I mean, nothing that I would have been dreamed of as a, as a kid that I would have called Carlos Beltran, Matt Holliday, Yadier Molina, my goodness, being able to throw a baseball to him over and over again. What a crazy, what a thrilling time um, for me and, and to have in this life. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just was having this, I just got out of a business lunch and somehow the person knew. So Yadi was my neighbor for years and, uh, you know, I told a funny story. I said, you know, most of the time you go and your kids, they go to birthday parties and they walk out, they got like bubbles and like, you know, gum and some candy and like a nice little bag. You know, my wife always makes these nice bags for kids when they leave, when they were kids were little. And it was different at Yachty's house, man. You'd leave the birthday parties and you'd walk out with like an autographed baseball from Yachty or Molina, or, you know, he was, uh, and during the season, you know, summer league baseball for the kids, it was tough, but off season, he, or during off days, he'd be at the game and all of a sudden there'd be 200 people watching our little seven-year-olds play baseball together. But, you know, you watch a guy like that, man, and, and it's incredible to see, even when he was out with little kids, on what he was teaching them. And, and so my, I tell those stories because he's an amazing guy, but what was it like when you're pitching to Yadier Molina? Yeah, there's a... Uh... Elite competitor, obviously the talent is on another level, but uh, the work ethic was second to none. The, co the com competitor he was was second to none. I there was a very eye-opening moment. It actually happened in my Major League debut. Uh, had given up a hit, a walk, maybe runners on first and second, and you know my heart's racing. I'm excited. It's you know like nothing I had ever experienced in my life, making your Major League debut. Uh, I remember stepping off the mound, getting the ball back, and 
actually Raphael for call was our shortstop. And yep. I remember very vividly him just encouraging me and just, you know, typical attaboy, like let's get him baseball type of lingo. Um, but with this deeper sense of, of passion and, 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 and just coming from a place where it's like, okay, this is like Yachty, you know, Raphael Fercal, a storied baseball player, a veteran. He's achieved all these amazing milestones. He's towards the end of his career, and I'm just beginning mine. And I have the support of this guy. I mean, it, it was just – it just filled me with a, with a flame. And, um, and Yachty was the same way. And I think from that day forward, understanding – that as hard as I was working on the mound, as much preparation and sacrifice and discipline I had put in to give myself that opportunity or to take advantage of an opportunity, Yachty was behind the plate doing the same thing, if not more, uh, wanting the same amount or if not more success for me. Yeah. Man, what a, what a teammate to have. Did you ever shake him off? It's so funny. He's uh, So short answer, yes. Long answer, I don't know if this, this has been documented. I'm sure it has. But Yachty had this on, on a couple occasions, depending on how the game was going. Usually it was lopsided and things weren't going well. But he, if you, if, I've seen him do this multiple times, once to me. But if you shook him off too many times, he would give you, he wouldn't give you a pitch sign. He would just give you like a, just throw it. Just whatever you want. Oh, wow. And, I mean, amazing, right? You're talking about some pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour and Wainwright-type curveballs. And, uh, man, the guy had no fear. He was, he was, he's a special, special individual. So it's probably his way, though, as well to say, all right, dude, you think you got it all figured out. Just come on, bring it. I'm not going to make the call. You, you think you got it figured out. Bring it, right? Yeah, and... Yeah, there was times where I shook him off and, you know, he came out to the mound and talked to me and we would settle on, uh, on something. But um, it's interesting that that question comes up so often because it gives an illusion that Yachty has uh, a stubbornness or a know-it-all kind of mentality. And, and it's really nothing of that, of that nature. Uh, I think it stems more from his competitiveness and and if he understands that as a pitcher you have a reason for what you're doing or if he sees the work that you're doing and you've developed that relationship there's no like uh, presumed i guess outside animosity that actually taking place he's okay uh truly just wanting what's best in that situation to help the team win i thought it was just so cool a couple years ago that i think it was a young guy on uh Houston, I think it was, right? He tried to pick him off at first, and the guy got back there. Did you see that? And then he's like, he literally oh, yeah. takes his helmet off. He's like, here, go. Yeah. Go to second. Try me, man. I know I'm late in my career. And the guy on a changeup throws it down to second, guns him, and he just walks off. I'm like, dude's a badass. Uh, it's he, pretty amazing. And there's so many of those moments. I mean, that's what's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So um, when you talked about you played, I think you said seven or eight teams. What, I mean, what was it like playing for the Cardinals? I mean, having the birds on the bat compared to the, these other teams. Not to knock any other teams, of course, but what was it like playing for the Cardinals? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's different. I definitely hold the Cardinal organization in a, in a special place in my heart. Uh, I, was, I was drafted by the Cardinals, came up through the minor leagues, debuted, and had a ton of career success and highlights that happened um, with the birds on the bat. So um, it's tough to compare really anything else to that. 
Um, I will say, as I've gone through different organizations and matured in the game, matured as a person, it's been very enjoyable to learn the ins and outs, um, especially on the business side and, and how different organizations um, implement development, talent development, uh, scouting development, um, all these different pieces that go into the game that you don't necessarily see or understand as a young player difference from organization to organization and right with a lot of them um you can see why they might not have as much success as an organization like st louis yeah. does things a certain way and when we hear the cardinal way that is something that um stems from a lot of those guys that we've talked about they, they've passed along a tradition of winning and culture that has a way of breeding that type of success that's expected yeah, well, let's hope we get back on that uh, on that uh, winning train, right? It's been, a, it's been a tough season for the Cardinals, to say the least. So, um, last couple questions here, man. That call to the minors, what was your or to the majors from the minors? What was that like? Was that a special moment? Obviously, it's a special moment, but uh, pretty cool story there. Very cool story, actually. I was so I was in Double A, which is rare to get the call from your Double A manager to come up to the major okay. leagues. Um, my wife was actually in town. We had just gotten married the off season before. My wife was in town. I was a starting pitcher at the time. And in between starts, you have different duties. My duty that day was to be in the stands with a radar gun, charting pitch speeds for our pitcher and for the opposing pitcher. And my wife had surprised me come in town. So she was sitting, I made, always made her sit a couple seats away or a row back to make it you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm here to work, and, but we can we can talk a little bit in between innings. And so uh, the game goes by, manager calls me into the office after the game. And going into that office, I was certain I was in trouble for talking to my wife during the game, which is the most ironic part of the situation. Um, but it gives me the call, and, or it gives me the information, tells me I'm going up to the big leagues. And I'm able to, my wife's there, so we're able to celebrate. And it's an amazing moment, completely unexpected, which was really cool. Um, and then being young and, and having an opportunity that, I mean, as you just, every child, every young ball player dreams of coming to the major leagues. But I tell that story because I think that mindset of, that I had of thinking I was in trouble, I mean, that stemmed from uh, me understanding, like, you know, this opportunity I have is so special and um, I respect it that that opportunity so much i respected the organization i didn't want to do anything to ever hurt that you know other than having bad performance on the field yeah um, i think that really helped me as i got into the major leagues and continued to have success i think it it, it helped me to stay focused and not get distracted by um, a lot of the other things that come along with being a major league baseball player so you get the call you get uh, so i guess you were what in springfield missouri at that time or where were you at yeah, Springfield, Missouri, Hammond's yeah. Park Field, uh, great place to play baseball. So you so you get the call. So then you physically get in like a vehicle. You you and your wife getting a you know got a bag and you you head up to St. Louis and then you you park. You walk in. I mean, what is that like? You walk in that major league locker room for the first time. Yeah, now today after ten years of major league service, it seems normal. But at that yeah. time. Um, but yeah, that first one, right? You're walking in there, and there's, you know, I guess Pujols would have been gone at that time, right? But then you got Yachty and Wayno yeah. and these guys. And so what's that like? 
it's just everything at that level is just so big and um just the locker room you know the the food that's available is 10 times what you have in the minor leagues the, the uniforms are always pressed and clean to perfection everything in your locker is laid out everything um from the the visceral experience to having the interviews you have these big cameras with microphones and reporters and suits and lights um you know you go from playing in a stadium with a single deck of seats to a stadium now that has three decks of seats Um, there's all these things like i said that seem normal now because i've gotten accustomed to it but i remember at 22 years old uh walking into this and it's just i mean an incredible rush of adrenaline to understand okay like there's people actually showing up to come see me play per se yeah well, and also too, I got to think. Uh, you know, I'm in the money business, so you got to think that first time you look at your bank, ch- uh, your checking account after you know probably playing baseball oh, yeah. for a month versus the minor league double A, what you get paid, it's like holy crap! Like this is the real oh, yeah. deal. That was a cool uh, experience too that I, I kind of forget about, but because um, I, I was drafted 21st round, didn't have a big signing, but so I'd never really seen commas in a check before. And yeah. <laughs> uh, when you get called up and you sign your, your uh, major league contract that they're selecting. There's all, I guess, all the legal that goes into that, but it actually took place just in the equipment room in the laundry room next to the dryer with, uh, with the traveling secretary. But I remember looking down and seeing the amount that I was going to be paid and thinking, Oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like I made it. This is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, now get the pension, the 10 years, all that stuff. It's beautiful, man. Congrats. So uh, what's what's the focus, man? What's the next five years hold for you? Um, yeah, that's so going through a rehab right now of uh, Tommy John actually hurt my elbow the first game of this season uh, with Detroit. Um, so I have about a 12-month recovery process on that. And uh, really just at this point taking it day by day and going back to a lot of those fundamentals. Um, yeah. like we talked about earlier, where I'm taking care of myself, making sure physically, mentally, and, you know, taking, moving the ball forward continually every single day. And that will eventually lead to me completing this rehab process, seeing how my body's feeling, what my performance looks like. And then, um, if I want to pursue opportunities to continue to keep playing at that point, um, but then also continuing to learn, um, reading books taking a online online class class here and there there to continue to expand or just challenge myself. I think more than anything, Uh, I really enjoy that. And then um, being a dad, enjoying my family my wife and kids. That's something that is, uh, you know, it's very rewarding and as much as rewarding as it is to be a professional and to have the compensation and the, rewards that come along with being a a high achiever I think there's nothing that compares to the limited amount of time that we have to be dads and and then to invest in relationship with with the spouse yeah best job in the world man well uh trevor rosenthal has been a complete uh, honor to have you man it's been awesome loved watching your career with st louis and uh, and we'll continue to watch your career and uh so i hope that arm uh, gets healed up and get you back on the mound and uh we'll see you out there but uh where can our listeners find more of you yeah we've been posting some more content uh recently on the x platform formerly twitter 
Um, Instagram is a great place. I try and be active on both of those uh, mediums. And yeah, would love to interact with anybody that would like to follow. I think you got a new logo you made too, didn't you? Yeah, the boys at Hat Launch, again, shameless plug, but they helped me out putting together a logo. And I've been sporting it recently. I've actually had a lot of really cool feedback and people who our friends and family that would like to be involved with that. So maybe there's something there. Maybe there's a yeah. business in the future. Yeah. And what's the goal with that? Do you know, is there anything with that or is it just because it's cool or are you going to do something with it? I think at this point it's more or less of doing the things that Matt Holiday did for me. And I have a lot of earned experience in the game and in life and to share that. And if one thing helps one person, uh, it was all for it. But you know, the brand and, the social media stuff, uh, that's just today's, today's world. It's so, yeah. um, trying Gotta to figure do it out just like everybody else. Yep. But I like it, man. I just feedback for you. I love seeing the, you know, the workouts and just, you know, it, then it inspires me. All right. I got to go that next mile, man. I got to do a harder workout today when you see that type of stuff. So I appreciate you doing it all, man. And it's been awesome having you on the circuit of success, brother. Thanks for being with me. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. This has been great.